Welcome to Keeping Up with Immigration, where I'm joined today by Shin Kak, and we'll both be talking about current events about immigration. There's going to be a delay between each line we're talking because I do not have a microphone stand, and my microphone's kind of bad, so like I have to keep kind of like passing the microphone. So first, I wanted to talk about Title 42, specifically in context with another podcast from a show called Understanding Immigration, which is created by FAIR. Have you heard of the podcast? No, I haven't. What did they talk about? So they discussed how Title 42 is an emergency order that is helping mitigate the spread of COVID-19 at the southern border and how they disagree with Biden, Biden administration's process of dealing with negotiation of Title 42. But first, before I want to get into what they talk about, I kind of want to discuss about what, like, what Title 42 is and what it does. Sheen, do you want to get into this? Sure. So Title 42 is a public health and welfare statute enacted in 1944 that gave the U.S. Surgeon General Authority to determine whether communicable disease in a foreign country poses a serious danger of spreading in the U.S. by people entering in the country. So if the government finds that a disease like COVID-19 poses a threat, they can prohibit people from entering the country. With the president's approval, of course, and of course, Title 42 was brought back during the COVID-19 pandemic. But Title 42 is, seems like really controversial to me. People think that Title 42 is necessary for the U.S. to fix the issue with the overflow of immigration. And of course, we're in a public health crisis. For example, Chris Magus, Biden's pick for the leader of U.S. Customs and Border Protection, voiced support for the Trump-era public health order that allows for swift expulsion of migrants. I remember him saying in an article that I read, and I quote, As a paramedic for 10 years, public health has always been one of my top concerns. Because of that, I think it's absolute, absolutely imperative that we do everything possible to stop the spread of COVID. And of course, Title 42 is a CDC authority, and I think it helps with this. And for those reasons, I think there are people who are supporting these reasons, such as the podcast that I mentioned before, like supports for the same reasons I mentioned before. The group in the podcast talks about how they think that Title 42 is necessary for the U.S. to mitigate the spread of COVID-19. They think that the claims of Title 42 being unfair towards migrants because of not giving them the right to seek asylum is a ridiculous claim. They think that people are not taking COVID-19 as seriously as they should be. And I think they, people like people, they think that people need to understand that certain measures need to be taken during a public health crisis like COVID-19. However, I do not agree with them. According to the article, uh, health experts believe that Title 42 will actually increase the number of people infected by COVID-19 instead of mitigating the number of cases that there are because of all the roundups that are happening and how the people are in close proximity of each other. Also, since there is no testing kits like we have in our school, it's hard to know who and who doesn't have COVID. Uh, that's why the government thinks that they are doing something that is benefiting the country, but is only making things worse, and it may just get worse from there. And uh, we as people need to raise awareness that there are problems with how the government is handling the immigration reform policies. Thus, as this event plays out, we need to be more advocates than being silent and not doing anything at all. Well, I completely agree with you. I do believe there's like some other reasons on the same hand as you. Title 42 allows the expulsions of migrants at the border without offering them the opportunity to request asylum or other humanitarian protections. This, like them not like offering anything does not seem like right to me at all because since migrant families are deprived of statutory rights to seek protection in the U.S. I do agree with you that Title 42 is not morally correct and it violates the U.S. asylum laws.
I do believe that anybody who arrives at our border should be granted the right to seek asylum if they claim a fear of persecution. So I don't think that there should be ever be uh, that their right to seek asylum should be stripped away from them and be blamed because of the, a pandemic. I also believe that Title 42 is even making an impact on families and children. I remember reading this article about it. Let me pull it up. Go ahead, take your time. You get it? Yeah, I got it. Okay, how's it been affecting the families and children? According to this article, it states that the impact on children has been significant as families nearing the border have been forced to choose between remaining in dangerous conditions and with their children or separate in hopes that their children will be taken in as unaccompanied children. There are even encampments where people who are expelled from the border live there, and the conditions of the encampments have gotten worse and dangerous to the point where mothers are considering sending their children to cross the border by themselves because it might be safer for the children. So basically what you're saying I'm like leading to the conclusion of is like, so are unaccompanied children like excluded from the expulsion of Title 42? Is that why like they think it's safer for the children? By the looks of it, yeah, that's where, the way it's going. Okay, got it. So to me, it looks like Title 42 is starting to create the same issue as that happened in the past with family separation. Where parents must decide if they want to bring their children back into the dangerous, dangerous conditions they want to escape from or let them live in the U.S. without worrying about the conditions. To me, this looks like it's like separating the families and it's like doing the same issues like over and over again. And it doesn't look like it's like doing pretty well. Uh, yes, uh, I can see where you're coming from. And I do agree with that Title 32 is having harsh impacts on families with children, mainly because that children need their uh, parents and that they how do they survive in this kind of like world yeah i i think children like need to like have like their guardians and like their parents and like a role model in their lives and being separated is just not being right at all so i kind of wanted to move into a different topic well it's like it's still same as title 42 but there's a different reason like why they why is not right because I remember reading that Title 42 is like driving people to not cross the border lawfully. Like what I mean by this is like when they're in certain harsh when they, when they are in certain harsh certain harsh conditions, their their only option is to like cross the border. Like they have to cross the border. But like since the Title 42 is like not allowing them, they will like they're kind of forced to like unlawfully cross the border. And when they unlawfully cross the border, they have to cross the desert, which leads to like many distress calls and incidents. And like I don't think like that's like safe for them because like it's a long it's a long travel and then like there leads to like many incidents and deaths and pass as well. I. <laughs> uh yeah, I agree with you and like how uh these harsh conditions can sometimes uh make things worse not just for like uh immigrants right now but like future immigrants who want to come to the U.S. and like maybe like I don't know study or get a job here. So, yeah. Okay, well, moving on to a different topic. I remember you talking about, like, this, like, uh, before we, like, we even recorded this broadcast, you were saying about, like, how youth mo- youth movements were, like, well, had, like, does it have an impact on these policies being created? So, like, what do you think on that? Uh, I do believe that youth movements and, like, the youth in general do have, like, an impact on how the policies are being created and uh, what they have for immigration. 
For example, in an article, it states that in the late 2010, immigrant rights groups generated over 840,000 calls in person support and emails in favor of the DREAM Act, as well as 81,000 petitions delivered to target the Senate offices. This goes to show that the youth immigrant led immigrant movements can change any scenario because the youth have a lot of say in what the policies and laws need to be changed for in the betterment of the country. As college students, uh, uh, we need to continue to voice our opinions and put pressures on the government to change immigrant reform. Plus, when such things happen, the youth have the most power because the country is filled with lots of youth who can change the world. Well, I think we have discussed many reasons why Title 42 is like not morally right and should be removed in support of the immigration advocates. We personally think there are better alternatives to Title 42 where it is more humane and fair for the migrants that are crossing the border when they're in harsh circumstances. I feel like there should be like more there should be a better policy that like gives them the more like a better like a, like a fight or a chance to, like a seek asylum. So uh, yes, I do agree with you, and there will always be other sides to the topic, but we both wanted to inform other people of the opposite side of the debate, and we hope this podcast was interesting and new for everyone. Well, that is all for today. I, we created this po- this episode because um, I, was, I listened to the other podcast I mentioned before at the start, and then I did not agree with it, so I kind of wanted to just like you know, just like inform the other people to like of, an, of the other side of the debate. So we will hopefully see you guys on the next episode of Keeping Up With Immigration.